Welcome to the Unblock Your Business podcast. I'm Abby Rogers, success coach, business coach, and hypnotherapist. And I help high achievers and business leaders master their subconscious habits for success, income goals, and above all, happiness. But success isn't just about mindset or strategy. It's about combining both and sealing the deal with a big dose of subconscious alignment because our subconscious holds the true key to unlocking our potential. Let's dive in and look at how you can show up bigger, better and more uniquely aligned in life and business today. Hello, welcome back to Unblock Your Business. So uh, this week it's back to me and I'm going to chat to you today all about why feeling the fear and doing it anyway or faking it till you make it is not always the best idea. Hmm, hang on Abby, but that's what I hear all the coaches telling me to do all the time. Why are you saying it's different? Well, let me clarify that. Fake it till you make it is fine sometimes, but it's not always helpful. Sometimes it can even make things worse and that's what's happened to me in the past. I'll give you a bit of background, a bit of a story about how this affected me because I think it illustrates it quite nicely. So I struggled, as I think I've said before, massively with lack of self-confidence. This was a huge thing for years and years, um, ever since I can remember really. So I had huge social anxiety. I used to wish that the ground would just open up and swallow me rather than make small talk. Um, If I had to do something like an interview or hold a meeting, uh, I used to find that literally I just couldn't think straight. My tongue would get kind of all woolly in my mouth. My brain fog was immense. And all I could think about was what the other person thought of me and how badly wrong it was going. Um, And, and, getting all the answers wrong and consequently I only ever did about three job interviews in my life um that was a kind of a good push in the right direction for me (laughs) it started off my career in self-employment and I've never looked back really so that was a good thing but um yeah it uh, it may have prevented me from going after some of those roles that I really wanted at the time Uh, speaking in front of people I would have butterflies for about a week before having to do anything like that um, especially when I started performing and singing, that really tied me up in knots. It was it was unpleasant. Um, still really driven to do it, bizarrely. You know, we have that kind of pleasure pain thing going on, don't we? But I used to get loss of appetite, shaky legs, heart pounding, dry mouth, wobbly voice, you name it. It was awful. And I thought that was just normal. I thought that was how I was and I had to be that way. So I just needed to keep on pushing through this thing. And I kept hearing that if you keep on pushing through, keep faking it till you make it, it's going to get better. And one day you'll magically be fine and you'll look back and and this will feel like um, it was so long ago and and you don't even recognise that person anymore. But that did not happen. Now, as I've said, I might, uh, might be a bit of an introvert, but I'm a very determined introvert. So I just kept pushing on and pushing on, putting myself in scary situations Um, because that's what I'd heard you should do. That's how I thought you should manage this fear response, just keep fighting against it all the time. So rather than getting better for me, those nerves just got worse and worse, which was not what I'd signed up for at all. Um, Now, apparently, I'm not alone there. 
about 75% of us hate public performance and there are good reasons behind that. There are very strong um, ancestral reasons behind that. won't go into those now because that's probably for another time, but it's, it's a thing. And obviously there are lots of other things we fear in business too. So it's not just about public performance. This is everything through sales calls to posting on social media to putting our prices up um you name it most things we can we can generate fear and nerves around them sometimes we don't even really recognize it as fear but today i'm really talking about pushing through that fear now if that's you um it's just worth knowing i think i wish i'd known this earlier on just because you feel that way, it doesn't mean you have to be that way forever. It's not a life sentence. Uh, now I've figured out what works. I regularly do things like giving mindset lectures. I do live broadcasts and videos. I can stand up in a room full of people and talk. I can um, even hold a conversation <laughs> with those people. I can even do back and forth chat and think on the spot, which was just out of the question years ago and um oh yeah I even seem to be hosting this podcast thing and chatting to people every week um I'll go to networking events and I can answer confidently and yeah even kind of come up with exercises on the spot and things like that and that's just so far removed from when I was under the spell of this fear response so what got me there um partly it was practice that does play an element so partly gentle practice We'll come back to that in a moment. Partly learning some techniques to control my nerves. Um, although I found that things like breathing techniques um, and shifting my focus for a few moments or using um, what some of you may have heard of as anchoring techniques, they helped a bit, but they didn't take things away entirely. They were like short-term coping mechanisms that improved things a little bit for me. But what really turned things around was understanding what was going on mentally and physically, why I was feeling the way I was feeling, and then sorting out my subconscious mind, tackling that fear response, and reprogramming my subconscious mind to recognise that it would all be okay. So getting my mind on side was what really did it for me. Um, and that meant teaching my brain to recognise that speaking wasn't life or death. Um, logically, of course, I knew that. I knew this was just speaking. It was just being in front of some people and there was nothing literally life-threatening or even remotely scary about that, really. But fear does not come from the part of our brain that deals in logic. So to my brain, whenever I was standing in front of people and being asked to speak, this was life or death going on. Um, our brain works that way it's uh, it makes no logical sense to us whatsoever but when we're feeling fear we're in a life or death situation in our subconscious mind now it turns out that there is a fine line between pushing your boundaries pushing against that fear to expand your comfort zone um, which is where the feel the fear and do it anyway thing comes from and pushing so hard that you actually traumatize yourself even more and get yourself more entrenched in the fear so imagine it like a, a giant piece of elastic or um, something like a boxing ring you know they've got those stretchy ropes around the outside so if you gently push against that rope it will expand and stretch and effectively it'll make the ring bigger it'll make the circle bigger but if you 
throw yourself against that ring with some force, um, then you'll get bounced back off and you'll get possibly flung further away than you started or maybe um, to the place where you started with a few bruises in the mix as well. So that's exactly what happens when we just keep battering at that fear and trying to beat it into submission. It just keeps throwing us back harder and harder. So feeling the fear is fine if you can push that rope gently, which means you're able to uh, be in that situation and have enough rational control that you can use it to demonstrate to yourself that despite this situation being pretty darn scary, that you managed to remain in control, you got through the event and it actually went okay. So you need your brain to be in a a state of mild panic, but not total uh, fight or flight meltdown, basically. Um, So in that instance, being exposed to something scary and having a good result when you're a little anxious, but you're not absolutely petrified, can mean a brain that is less scared next time. Win. That is what we want. That's that's good. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Okay. But if that fear um, is so intense that it causes you to perceive that situation as really scary or as things going badly, and that's kind of all you can focus on in that situation. If you're not able to step into that place where you can feel calmer and logically in control of it and go, oh yeah, actually this is okay, um, then your brain interprets that situation as more proof that this is a horrible, scary thing um, and you were right to be terrified in the first place um, and you should get the heck out of there as quickly as possible. So if we are in that situation and it still feels scary and we never get to that point of, oh yeah, actually I coped with that and I, I felt okay and it didn't go badly. If we never get to that, then we just keep reinforcing the fact that we should be afraid. Um, which just leads to more and more catastrophizing. Next time we're in that same situation, our brain goes looking for things to go wrong. It's like, hey, last time I was here, this was awful. And I felt really scared and I didn't like it at all. And my body told me this was a really bad thing. My knees were shaking um, and I felt immense relief after being in this situation. So I need to get myself away from this as quickly as possible. And your fight or flight response will kick in again to make sure that you do that because it doesn't want you to be there. Um, So yeah, we feel terrified and inevitably things go wrong because we feel terrified. And then we add that into the mix. We've got another thing to beat ourselves up over next time. And so it continues. And you can just end up in this constant cycle of um, just feeling absolutely terrified. And and who wants to live in constant terror and be constantly feeling the fear? I mean, why would you want to do that? So a lot of coaches tell you that it's about taking action, feeling that fear and doing it anyway, and then the confidence will follow. There's some truth in that, but actually the wonderful thing about our minds is that we can shift our perception and feel more confident about doing something before we have even done it, which is just incredible. So we can use imagination to make things feel much easier. And just through the way we think and the way we talk to ourselves, we can start to shift our whole perspective around a situation and make that situation feel so much less scary in the first place before we've taken a a pinch of action at all. 
so that when you actually come to that physical, real situation, it's so much easier. Um, and yeah, it's just like a, a weight's been lifted if you can use that imagination in the right way. So that's how I do a lot of the work I do with my clients. It's all about expanding that comfort zone without even really having to push against it. We're kind of the, the elastic stretching itself before we even have to do anything to push it at all, which is pretty cool. Um, so we do a lot of work to just start feeling more confident about taking the action before ever attempting the action, which is back to front to, to what you might conventionally get told. Um, but it's entirely possible to do that if you know how to work with the subconscious mind. So we just make it feel normal. We just make it feel like um, we've already done and experienced this thing going well before. So how can you apply this for yourself? Well, we, we tend to focus very heavily on everything that is going to go wrong when we're faced with a scary or challenging scenario or even a normal scenario. You'll have noticed that your brain does this. It will tell you that that perfectly okay thing next week is going to be bad for some reason. Um, it just starts to obsess about what could go wrong. That is our default setting. Our brains are natural catastrophizing machines. They're looking out for the worst case scenario happening all the time. So my biggest tip would be to flip that around and start focusing on imagining things actually going well. Um, because by imagining it, it's as though it's really happening. Your brain interprets things as though it's really going well. And then sometimes it may even be a good thing to just push a little less hard, just find something that feels challenging, but not absolutely terrifying and work on that first, just baby steps, just taking it one step at a time. Although I appreciate for ambitious people like me, that's not always an option. You want to be from A to Z straight away. You don't want to be going through steps B and C and D and, and so on. So if there is something that you must do that is really scaring the pants off you or something that you just think, no matter how much I work on that, I just can't see the baby steps. I just don't know how I'm ever going to get to a place where I feel really confident with that thing. And if it's feeling so scary that it's maybe causing you a physical reaction, gut churning, sweating, dry mouth, shaky legs, um, just recognise that this is your brain in fight or flight mode. This is your brain going, hang on, this is a life or death situation here you know it's not really but your brain subconsciously is thinking that so if it's feeling that bad then maybe it would just be a good idea to get yourself some help to work through this with a professional who like me can work on your subconscious mind and calm down that fear response so it just feels easy um, because don't we all really want life to just feel easy after all so we can just get out there and do those things we want to do and not have to feel the fear I certainly do so I hope that's been interesting this week uh, do as always ping me a message um, hit me up on email just to let me know what you thought and let me know if any of that resonates with you and um, I shall be back next week hope you have a fab week in the meantime take care Thanks for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have, it would be incredible if you could pop a review on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favourite podcast platform. And if you want to dive deeper, you can find me in my Facebook group, Unblock Your Business, or at www.unblockyourbusiness.com.